cliffcentral.com Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bayo Bear, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tao I make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No nigga disallowed me, positivity took a vow I always play to win Anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never, ever, ever think about the drop. You probably tuned in today hoping that half got cancelled. Half did. MKT is not yet. It is the takeover, the PTP takeover of the MKT show. And listen, I want to explain a concept. I got the all essential, all sexy Senzo with me. And he's going to explain a concept to you. If you think we talk about the long lunch, right? I want you to know there is a calendar. In your calendar, look at it, it's called December, right? In South Africa, we have something called December, right? I'm going to hand over to Senzo, because if you think long lunch was a thing, take a listen to this. Senzo, we've got international viewers, yes. international listeners. Mm-hmm. Explain the concept of December. So, uh, the Gregorian calendar is 12 months, and December being the 12th one. But in South Africa, we've got December, spelled D-E. Z E M B R B E R December, and that starts from the first of December and it goes up until the third of January, December, right? So it's basically thirty-one Saturdays, and during this thirty-one Saturdays, <laughs> anything goes. So your friend can call you at any time to say, "Listen, come to my house, or we're coming to fetch you," and you must be prepared for anything. You may find yourself in Durban, you may find yourself. Yeah, just traveling, but you must be ready to rock and roll all the time. You know, you may... So when you shower as well, you shower with a beverage, your beverage of choice. <laughs> so that you're always activated, that you're always in, in the game. You know what I mean? So wherever you go this December, you're just ready for chaos. And anything goes, guys. Anything goes. Um, some relationships start in December, some end in December. But um, relationships that start in December... They generally tend to peter out 15th of January and when you come back to your senses, when December expires. But it is December. And December, the, the height of December, the, the peak of it, you tend to see it around the 16th, 17th of December. And yeah, from the 16th to the 31st of December, nothing constructive happens. It's just fun central. Fun, 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 fun central. So if you thought the long lunch was a long lunch, yeah. December is 31 Saturdays and right now we are on the 17th Saturday peak we're in peak we're in peak now so people are coming in hot now hot I mean not to make light of it but of course everyone worldwide they're going well we don't want this new variant to spread forget it South Africa's lost that war we've lost the battle it's not going to happen everyone's being irresponsible they're being foolish it is the height of or the what do you call it maybe it's the depth of productivity yeah Nothing good happens on the 17th of December. Oh, hold on. That's today's day. Exactly. <laughs> this is the PTB takeover of the MKT show. We've got the Friday Five, five athletes who retired unexpectedly. We've got Polish Weird World of Football. We're going to be talking about the Premier League and the situation they find themselves in. Plus, for the first time on this TV format, <laughs> we've got the world's greatest game. I invented it. It's called Pogba versus Drogba. James used to be happy until I told him yesterday we're bringing it back. It is December. It is time to play. It is PTP on the MKT show. Going to take a quick break. Come back with the Friday Five just after this.
December in South Africa is the ultimate form of the long lunch. Senzo was just telling me once his friends phoned him, said, hey, we're going for a drive. They ended up in Durban, which is five hours away by the beach, having a lot of fun. And listen, you've got to be careful because sometimes that relationship that starts in December might have a little bit of a surprise for you in September, nine months later. Mm. <laughs> We've seen it. Mm. We've seen it happen. Yeah. Get your affairs in order. Get some prophylactics. Exactly. It's a nice way of saying condoms. Yeah, because... Hey, <laughs> is your mom really your mom unless she says condoms? Condoms. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a conversation with my parents, but my mom, my mom goes through my drawers and she started going through my drawers in varsity. And every time she's looking like for a lighter or matches or something, she knows where to find it. And she's never caught me, but I think she assumes she knows like, come on, this guy... She knows she's seen you. Your mom has eyes. She sees how sexual, how handsome-ish you are. She knows what's happening. Let's not be foolish. We're all adults. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But she's never outwardly, outwardly said it and been like, are you? She just assumes that, be careful. Mm. You, know what, you know what the season's like and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, this woman, this woman's onto me. Tis the season. Tis the season to be jolly. Yeah. <laughs> so. Ho, ho, ho. ho. <laughs> I'll leave that. I'll leave that. It's, too easy. it's way too easy. <laughs> so, um, listen, I know the guy spoke yesterday about uh, Sergio Cunaguero. That's sad retirement. I just want to put, throw my hat into the ring. Uh, listen, glad he retired. Took the option. Didn't end up something terrible happening to him. Uh, and the cool thing about it is, for some reason, Senzo, Aguero doesn't get the props for the goal scorer he was. Yeah. What, what is it? I think I think it's just the eras that that's well the, the eras that he was um, playing football in because in Argentina he's he's playing with this guy I don't know if people have heard of him Messi so that kind of overshadowed him and in the Premier League like there were yeah there were so many transcendent figures but like he was the only guy that was like consistently like doing it there thereabout and it's yeah it's it's weird it's actually weird because now I mean Man City have to he has to get a statue there. Yeah, has has to be has to be. I mean, the greatest, I mean, top ten Premier League moments of all time. He won the league with, with the, the last kick, kick of, of the, the last season. minute. I mean, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's ridiculous. What are you talking about? The Manchester United players are already like getting their champions T-shirts out. Yeah, and Aguero is. made us cry. Uh, good guy, and uh, unfortunate that his career had to come to an end that way. But uh, we are going to talk about it. Made me think about other athletes. On today's Friday 5, who retired unexpectedly. And of course, when you talk unexpectedly, injury is a terrible way for an athlete to end. Yeah, but um, rather, you know, rather that, you know, retire like that. Like, Kunso is like, look, for me, there's nothing more I need to achieve still. I mean, he's pretty content. Like, he's had a great career. So he was probably like, he waited up. He's like, not really worth it. I mean, he did the right thing. Such a sad way to go as well because, I mean, he obviously wanted to go to Barcelona and the whole thing just turned messy for him yeah. because as soon as he lands to play with his best friend, 
Do you see what he did on Twitch when he gave out Messi's phone number? No. So Aguero streams on Twitch. He plays games, right? Yeah. He plays games on Twitch all the time. And during one conversation, he actually said, I'm going to call Messi. And calls Messi into his Twitch stream, but leaves Messi's phone number oh, on the screen. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's a friend with friends like that. Oh, man. And then, of course, he lands in, in Barcelona. Yeah. And as soon as he gets there, Messi goes. And then it just ends very tragically yeah. for him. We would have obviously given maybe another season or two. Yeah. Still at the top, would have scored goals. Unfortunate into it. I want to get into the Friday Five. And we've spoken about some of them before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't get into it. James, you want to roll the Friday Five music for us if you're ready. We're going to talk about five athletes who retired unexpectedly. First one here. Senzo was actually singing, what's it, the 12 Days of Cantona the other day. Eric Cantona retired so unexpectedly. At the age of 30 years old, he was just coming into his peak. And a guy that could have scored goals for another five seasons because he wasn't blessed with pace. It was all in the head. I think he, he retired... He retired before Arsenal won the double, right? Yeah, he retired that season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he retired at the end of the 1997 season. He was only with United for five seasons, right? Yeah. In that time, 82 goals in five years, 13 domestic cup competitions. <laughs> oh, no, what am I? I'm lying here. Sorry, sorry. He scored. That was 13 goals in domestic cup competitions, 64 goals for United and five in the Champions League. It was such a pity that he retired when he did, because if he had hung around for a little bit, he could have been the grandmaster in that treble yeah. winning side. He wanted to actually retire after the Kung Fu kick incident. Yeah, he did, yeah. He was ready to go, but Ferguson spoke him out of it, and he came back, played his best football after that, but still retiring unexpectedly, 30 yeah. years old. He could have given it another Jeez. five years. But my, my, my question is like, okay, do you look, if you're Eric Cantona, do you look at your career and say, look, listen. I'm, I'm content with it or do you think I could have had more I think Cantona did all the things would he wanted to have won a Champions League maybe done some more for France because I mean a year later he, he wouldn't have been in the France team because there was trouble with him they yeah. they sort of like weren't happy they blamed him uh, for not qualifying for the 94 World Cup that ended up quite uh, ugly I think Cantona would go out on his own terms you know remember after his retirement he went into film did yeah. some movies did some acting I don't think Cantona regrets a thing. He seems too philosophical for that. But we regret it, of course. United fans still sing. What's the 12 Days of Cantona? That's the song. Five athletes who retired unexpectedly. Michael Jordan, the first time. It's the first time he retired. After the first three-peat with the Chicago Bulls, October 6, 93, announces his retirement because he had lost his desire to play basketball. Now, listen... You, you kind of want to do the reading. I'm not saying this is fact or not. This is the allegations that Michael Jordan got caught up in some betting scandals mm. that he was betting on games that he was involved in. Yeah. And the NBA said, listen, we can't have you go down like this. Take a break. Get out of the limelight. Let's sort it out. I'm not saying that's true or not. But that's um, the theory. That's the stories, right? But also, also had a lot to do with, with the way his dad died. So he says that. Do you want to tell a little bit about that story? Well, his dad went missing for a bit. So he was supposed to go somewhere. And yeah, his dad just didn't come back. And a couple of days or weeks later, they found him in his trunk, I think, in his car. And he'd been shot. And yeah. And that kind of affected Michael. Because Michael Jordan's best friend was his dad. He did everything with his dad. Do you know even what I found out just before this feature is that even sticking out his tongue, which is an iconic Michael Jordan thing, he got... 
from watching his dad work. He said whenever his dad used to do woodwork or something like that, he'd stick out his tongue. And that's how he developed that habit. And yes, of course, his father was murdered in 1993, stopped at a rest stop. The guys said they didn't know who he was, but this only fueled the allegations about the gambling. Yeah. Right? And so it just became quite murky. Do the reading. Do the reading. They say that this was a, a targeted hit because Michael Jordan owed some bad people money. I'm not saying it's true or not. I think what was really cool about watching The Last Dance for me was that... I remember I was 13 years old at the time he retired, loved Michael Jordan, but you got very little NBA news. It was drip-fed to you. So for the first time when watching The Last Dance, I was actually just able to see that whole Michael Jordan retirement story Mm. play out. So he obviously goes away, plays some baseball. I mean, come on. (laughs) Play some baseball. He didn't play Major League. He didn't play Major League. It was was very minor league. Very minor league. You're not going to give a guy... You're not going to give a guy... um, uh, Like... Regardless of what you, you're not going to give a guy like a major league baseball contract because they know how hard it is to make it in, in baseball. Like it's very difficult. But also that being said, I mean, you also felt like it was right for him because he'd done what Magic and Bird hadn't been able to do by three-peating and going three in a row. And he was basically he'd won the gold medal with the dream team. He he was MVP. So he basically like, okay, cool guys, I've done it. Like cool. Like I owe this game nothing. And then yeah. So he steps out, goes and plays baseball. The reason he came back to the NBA, allegedly, was that there was a uh, Major League Baseball strike and he felt that he's not going to get a chance to play. Anyway, why sit out a strike? Comes back to Chicago Bulls, three-peats again. <laughs> so, <laughs> but like, my thing is that, like, guys, if Jordan didn't retire, if Jordan didn't retire, I mean, he would have, um, I think he would have won, I think he would have won eight in a row. Good call. I Good think because because when he disappeared, I mean, the Rockets won two back to back, and then yeah, and then he came back wearing forty five, and he was like, it doesn't really quite feel. Then he right. just popped up in twenty three. Yeah, Chicago people, Bulls got fined. <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah, it was crazy though. Hey, I'm Michael Jordan. Listen, go do the reading about the allegations why he retired the first time. But hey, listen, if something like that happens to your father, you can't blame the guy. I don't want to believe the scandal, but the stories are out there. Inspired by Kun Aguero, athletes who retired before we expected them to. We're going to go back to the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I wanted as a prop to go get... we got this terrible wooden tennis racket over there. you got to remember, this is what these guys were playing with. A guy called Bjorn Bjorg. Now listen, the Swedish oh. invasion was in full effect worldwide. ABBA were all over the charts. Bjorn Bjorg was dominating tennis. A teenage wunderkind... Former number one between 1974 and 1981, he became the first man in the open era to win 11 Grand Slam singles titles. Yeah. Six French Opens and five consecutive Wimbledons. Do me a favor with this guy. Yeah, he was he was ridiculous. He was he was true crossover. He was true crossover. You know, I'm actually gonna grab this racket. I, I want to show you guys. This is what these guys were playing. Look at this. Look at this. This is what Bjorn Bjorg was playing with. But my thing is that... In the 80s. But my thing is that Bjorn Bjorg used to go from clay, which is a totally different game, and go good again on grass in, at Wimbledon. Which is ridiculous. They say he used to like lock himself up for like three weeks and just like coach himself, and then he'd come back at Wimbledon and say, how did like five more of these? And he was an absolute crossover. He had film star good looks, long blonde yeah. flowing hair. He was cool. Remember his sweatbands? Yeah. Every- once, oh yeah, he god! Was, he was Everything was about Bjorn Bjorg was so cool. Playing with this tennis racket, 
five consecutive Wimbledons. He retired 23 years old. 23 years old. Mental yeah. burnout. Tennis is no longer fun. Think about that. We still put Bjorn Bjorg up there yes, as a Hall of Famer. He stopped playing at 23 years old. My thing is that how many Grand Slams would he have won then? He, just, he uh, well, at this age, he had played 16 finals, one <laughs> eleven. I mean, that's ridiculous. The potential of what could have been with Bjorn Bjorg, we still put him down as a Hall of Famer. That is a career. But like for me, I don't think he regrets anything as well. 11, no 11 Grand Slams, like no ways. That puts you like in the air of like Sampras and like. The upper echelon of That's those what guys. I'm saying Because if, you, if you've won 11 There's only 4 men That have won more than Or 5 4 sorry Only Sampras has won more Grand Slams than you Federer, Nadal And Djokovic And they're going on Into their 30s Yeah exactly They've got an extra 10 or so years on you Yeah exactly Right Bjorn Bjorg with another 10 years old Would have set records No one would have touched Even in this day and age Yeah even in this day and age And you know what's the cool thing About watching athletes From that era Is that we go Well it was a different time Look at the racket He was playing with There was different nutrition Maybe he has just Had a better training regime Than everyone else nah. You could You could see Bjorn Bjorg And that's the The elite athletes Yeah Eusebio Pele You watch those guys then And you see Their prototypes now But also the thing is Bjorn Bjorg wasn't playing Against like People who are totally useless I mean John McEnroe was there Kind of And asked John McEnroe that how, how many sleepless nights He had o- over Bjorn Borg They had so many rivalries The rivalry between those two yeah, Is legendary It was ridiculous Completely different personalities <laughs> One ice cold One, one a fire He's going to hit you yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a firecracker That was a great rivalry yeah. 23 years old Bjorn Bjorg packing it in That's the biggest one on my list I went wow That's amazing Athletes who retired before Listen Magic Johnson His retirement was for very different reasons 31 years old Comes out 1991 Retires from basketball At his peak mm. At his peak Because he had found out He has HIV positive Now you got to remember In the 90s right In 1991 I think later in that year Later in that year is Quite right Freddie Mercury Was probably one of the most Half profile people Was the first person to come out and say he was sick with HIV AIDS mm. and not long after that passed away now with Freddie Mercury it fills the stereotype HIV AIDS was a very ugly thing to talk about there were a lot of discrimination mm. it was a disease that was only assigned to certain people mm-hmm. so for Freddie Mercury to come out and say yes I have it it re- reaffirmed the stereotype because yeah. of allegations about his lifestyle and all the rest of it Magic Johnson was Mr. Otis he was Mr. America million dollar smile Mr. Hollywood, I mean the Lakers. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh if totally. Yeah. <laughs> Lakers in the eighties. Lakers, Showtime Lakers. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. So Magic Johnson comes out, and it broke down everyone's stereotypes because they go, "Whoa, hold on a second. This guy's married. He has kids. He's, He's Mr. America, Alpha Male. If he has it, what are we talking about? Sure. It's got to force me to face and change my perceptions. He's put down as one of the people that completely changed stigma." Around HIV AIDS uh, He does admit And he came out And said admitless He was uh, sexually promiscuous yeah, He would sometimes Have harems of women Yeah because I mean He was He, he is married And he was He got married Like very young And I mean but We would just reaffirm Because if you were If you were playing For the Lakers In the 80s And you are like The star of the Lakers I mean Movies You hang out With movie stars and like, Jack Nicholson Come Eddie on Murphy All those <laughs> But Like you hang out With like you you are in that conversation Like you have people Who worship other people Watching your games Sitting courtside And the parties that you must get into Like I watch these docu- You must watch these documentaries No He talks about like The height of fame And he's just like 
Guys, you have to be some you have to be some other strong-willed person to be able to handle that. There is a TV show coming out, a series coming out based on Showtime Lakers mm-hmm. in the late 70s, early 80s, coming out early next year about that period. We'll get the name and tell you about it. Mm-hmm. So 1991, he retires. 1992, he still gets put in the All-Star team. Even though he stopped playing, he gets put in the yeah. All-Star team. But the most high-profile player, Carl Malone. Yeah. And there was beef between the two of them. Yeah. This carried on. I'll get into the Olympics. They would not play. They said, we refuse to play if he plays because oh, yeah. we don't want to risk contamination if he suffers an yeah. open wound at court. Of course, it's early days. No one really knows the science. And that beef stayed with them up until the dream team. Yeah. Because Magic Johnson, despite being retired, gets taken to Barcelona. And I don't think Cole Malone was in the team. There was major beef between them. Yeah. Carl Malone was in it. The post- oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was, he yeah. was in it. Major beef, of course, was split in two camps. Michael Jordan's guys and, and Magic Johnson's guys versus Carl Malone guys. Yeah. Never really accepted it, and that beef carried on. Uh, Carl, not Carl Malone, Magic Johnson was in the NBA All-Star team. Didn't play too much because of a knee injury. Yeah. Right? I remember there's quite a bit of controversy. Other players wondering what would happen. Should there be uh, an injury or an open wound or sweats or something? Yeah. Like I say, people didn't know. Um, but he received standing ovations from every crowd uh, that he played in front of. And it is put down as one of the key moments when people went, hey, maybe we need to think differently about yeah. HIV and AIDS. So lose a great athlete, but even to this day. Mm. I think it's really broken down the stigma. He's still strong, going. Yeah, bro, look, looking healthy, and he's lived. Yo, he's lived. Yeah, he's lived thirty years with HIV yeah. and he's, oh, man. Yeah. But, so that's an athlete. And listen, this one is a little bit self-indulgent. I got to tell you, <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned Senzo last. He knows what I'm talking about. Uh, in the day, early days of Google search, her name was the most common search string on Google. Right now. Today, everything's on Google. you got to remember, these are the early days. Mm. What would a young boy fire up his Google search engine? James is in the control room nodding. Anna Kornikova. Yeah. Spelt wrong. Spelt wrong a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but she was absolute. We think Bjorn Bjorg was crossover. Anna Kornikova was total crossover. Listen, some people criticize, say, hey, if it wasn't for the way she looked, would we even recognize her? She didn't have the success as a singles, but as a uh, double, she played with Martina Hingis. Well, <laughs> right? Martina Hingis is also something else, but yeah. They won Grand Slam titles in 99, 2002, and the championship in 99 and 2000. They were very powerful as a team. But the pity about Anna Kornikova is she retired. She's actually slowed down her career at 21. She broke through at 15, 16 years old. Yeah. She slowed down her career at 21, eventually retiring at 22, 23 years of age. And you've got to go, what potential could she have had, right? If she had harnessed that. But besides potential, I'm thinking like about earning capability because now, you know. Oh, I think she earned the money. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think she could have earned more because, you know, now we're very, we're, we're very looks driven so, mm. society. And she, and her height just came just before the internet like boomed properly. So... Yeah, man. She, yeah. she, she wasn't early. She Listen, she remains a superstar, but I think there was a loss of a great tennis t- tennis talent. Yeah. And of course, you attracted to her. She looks great. She looks fantastic. A marketer's dream. A marketer's yeah. dream. But I do think that there was some tennis potential that she could probably have tapped into, into her mid-20s. And who knows where she would have ended up. But listen, uh, she married Enrique Iglesias. And i got to say, it's been confirmed by a couple of people. Enrique Iglesias, Anna Kornikova is your wife. Julio Glasses is your father. Come on, man. You got a billion dollars in the bank. You got a billion gold records. But the guy wears a wig or a hairpiece. Come on. 
right. It's been confirmed. It's been confirmed. You know why I know this? Because in public, he always wears a cap. <laughs> if you see him on videos, if you see him on videos, he's got hair. In public, on concert, he wears a cap. I know, as a bald guy, when you're trying to hide, I know. It's, it's a famous trick. I know, and it's been confirmed to me that whether it's a hairpiece, a wig, a toupee, something is not right up there. But do you think Enrique Iglesias cares what I say about him? So that is my Friday Five. Five athletes that I feel retired too soon. Eric Cantona, God, yeah. love, King Eric. Yeah, but I don't, you know what, King Eric, you know, it's like with Bjorn Borg and also Michael Jordan. Like, I don't think they, like, we, we knew, we knew, okay, this, they've, they've paid their dues. They've given us, like, all they can. And, yeah, I don't think they sit there and say, oh, jeez, I could have won more. I could've. Imagine Michael Jordan never came back. Imagine after that 3 PT call that never came back. Because now, you know, we're, we're talking about who's the greatest basketball player ever, right? And it still stands between Jordan and LeBron. Hey, right. how's Steph Curry breaking the three-point yeah, record? Yeah, God, the, I don't think that guy gets enough props for, for no, how hard that is. It doesn't, but, but the thing is with Steph Curry, it's just that, oh, no, he's played in one system his whole life. Guys, Steph Curry has changed the way that basketball is being played today. 100%. But also, I'd, I look, the LeBron, people who LeBron stand, look, I'm a Kobe guy, but we all know who the king is. We all Guys, it's hands down. Even... Even now, you look at it and you're just like, this guy is just, like Michael Jordan figured out how to, like he's next level. He's done everything you can possibly do in basketball. Like you can't, you can't, like for me, it's not even close. I always look at it and go, how do you compete? Because you can't compete sports through eras. I mean, look at this. If yeah. Federer had a play with this, would he do it? We right? don't know. We can't, we can't answer We look at sure. Formula One. Let's look at Formula One, yeah. right? Is Hamilton a good driver or he just has a great car? We, we don't know. Would yeah. lesser drivers in that car in another era? Who, who knows, right? Mm. But what I always like to take is you go, let's look at someone from a bygone era, previous era. Mm. Could you put them on a court, on a field, in a car today and they look like everyone else? 100%. Yeah. So sometimes you look at footballers from the 80s. Jan Mulby, mm-hmm. he's not playing today. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you take Eusebio. Eusebio plays today. You yeah. take Michael Jordan, put him on any court today. Yeah, at his prime, he's killing most He looks players. the same. Yeah, he looks, he still does it. Yeah. And I think that's how you transcend. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, right? So we've got Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Anna Kornikova, Eric Cantona, Bjorn Bjork. Anyone you think I've missed, missed off there? I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. I was tempted on Marco Van Basten. Oh, there. The nearest how is like 29. But then you got to go, well, all of these, I've tried to not go injury, right? So only yeah. Anna Kornikova really retired because of injury, mm. where all the others, Cantona just had enough, Bjorn Bjorg had enough, Michael Jordan, there were different reasons, and Magic Johnson was for an illness, right? Mm. So I'm trying to stay away from injury. But Marco Van Basten, what he... The, the argument goes, but he was 29 by then. Mm. He had one stuff with AC Milan, one stuff with Holland, set goal-scoring records. Is he really... Before his time, it's just unfortunate end. Twenty nine is. Would he have scored more goals in his thirties? That's the thing. You, we can never. You can never really know. You can never really answer that because, like, it's yeah. Because my my argument is also like it comes down to this thing with with Michael Owen. Because if Michael Owen gets that injury that he gets in Van Basten's era, I don't think you would have seen Michael Owen play again. But luckily, sure. medicine and everything. same as Alan Shearer. Yeah. Exactly, medicine and everything involved. So, well, looking through the lists, I came across 
Michael Phelps. He also retired quite early. Yeah, but he had done everything. He had done everything. Like, I mean, what for for me? You're right because he had also just had had enough. I mean, you win eight gold medals in one Olympic Games. What more can you prove? <laughs> right. What more can you prove? They're like, yeah, he was out smoking weed. I was like, guys, how many gold medals have you won for your country? That's what I'm saying. At 23, oh, he did it at 23. He was like, look, guys, I've had enough. Yeah. That's that's, that's crazy. <laughs> and do you think that that's the thing? You reach such a level. And that's why I think players like, and we, you know, we can go through any sport, Federer, Messi, Ronaldo, that you go, you've achieved everything, but you want more and you push yourself to, to more. And I think that's why, that's what's so admirable about these guys. Yeah. That's why when people do say they are the goats, yeah. you know, cause they've done everything and they want more of it. Yeah. Cause my thing is like, Graham Smith said it nicely. Or he said it nicely. He said, he didn't know he was going to retire. They said, why did you retire? He said, I just woke up the one day and I just didn't feel like playing anymore. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. Like, what, what else am I going to achieve? And that's, that's the main thing about it. Like, how do you get up every day once you've achieved it all and say, listen, I still want more. Yeah. Like, that's, that's something else. Like, and yeah, I don't know how guys do it. That's got to be the sign of greatness. Yeah. If your body's still willing, but the mind lets you down, you're not going to do it. But when that mind says, hey, we're going to keep going. We're going to work together to go forward. That makes a great athlete. That was the Friday Five. Five athletes inspired by Kunaguero that probably left the game way too early. Bjorn Bjorg, 23 years old. She was. Do me a favor, guy. She, she like that. Do me a favor. I, I don't know. Bjorn Bjorg, I think sometimes he regrets it. But also, I mean, you've won 11 Grand Slams. Like, you're like, okay, cool. I've, like, I've shown you guys. And tennis players never really retire. They just play less competitive tennis. Yes. <laughs> they all there's a circuit. Yeah. They go on the circuit. They go around. They play veterans. Bjorn Bjorg, I think he's okay. I think he's okay with his decision. This is the PTP takeover, the MKT show. It is December, <laughs> right? Look it up. Senzo Saturday. Senzo even spelt it with an R. You can just leave it with the A. Leave it with an A in the end. Yeah. It is a month long version of the long lunch. But maybe you're just doing a long lunch today. Every day is a Saturday. Every day is a Saturday, Sunday, even Mondays or Saturdays, Tuesdays <laughs> or Sundays. Who knows what we're talking about? Listen, we're having a bit of fun. It's not too structured. We're going to be talking some Premier League. We've got Paolo's Weird World of Football and a game called Pogba versus Drogba. James is worrying. James is very worried. Look at him. He <laughs> thinks he's got it. <laughs> he thinks he's got it. <laughs> But we don't know what's coming up next. We're just making it up as we go along. <laughs> we'll go to a break. Uh, try to do some work. Get the sanitizers off the table. We left that in the shot. <laughs> this is how much fun we're having. <laughs> Even us. Right, Long lunch. December. <laughs> Get that Bjorn Borg girl's title when you're 23. That's fucking cable. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. No, I, I forget that he took title 23. But he said, yeah, he said he was hot like he was. <laughs> He's like, listen. But how good must you, how good must you be to say, listen, like. Yeah. And the balls at 23. Yeah. Because everyone wants to be putting pressure on him. Don't fucking do it. You're being silly. So no, I'm done. Fuck you. Back in Premier League. That's gonna be a nightmare to reshare all these games.
There's postponements all over the place. We weren't postponed. We kept it going. <laughs> <laughs> we could have been. <laughs> we could we could have been. Who knows what's going on. Of course, an absolute mess going on in the Premier League. Uh, COVID cancellations all over the place. Senzo was saying in the break there, it's going to be an absolute mess getting these games back in. Manchester United already two down. Yeah. Right, that we got to make up. Uh, the only games going ahead this weekend so far, uh, Villa Burnley, Leeds and Arsenal, City, Newcastle, Newcastle City, Wolves, Chelsea, Tottenham, Liverpool, but of course Tottenham, they're in a whole mess on their own. Yeah. They've got, have they effectively buyed the Europa Conference? I because think- they need to make up their game against Ren- Ron, Renz, Renz. Yeah. By the end of December, where are they going to do it? It's not going to happen because like end of December, yeah, because they still have to make up two Premier League fixtures as well. And the fixtures are coming in thick and faster. Mm. And also FA Cup starts in January. Yeah. So like, it's, it's a mess. Yeah, it's an absolute mess with the schedule. James, uh, James wants to chime in on there. He, he does. He does. Um, so I was speaking to my stepdad the other night actually about this um, because he supports Tottenham. And um, we were saying, how hard could it be to reschedule a fixture? Like, I mean, obviously, there's there's a lot of logistics that go into it. But um, apparently, the story with that whole thing goes that neither one of the clubs had made a, or has made a plan yet to reschedule that fixture. But is I was this, saying this, to him, this is for the conference league. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was saying to him, how hard could it be? Like someone at Tottenham picks up a phone, right, and says, "Hey, so we've got that game we've got to play. When's your next uh, available day to do a match day where you have two rest days in between? Cool. That day, are we doing your stadium or ours? Oh, ours. Sick. We'll see you there on the twenty sixth of December. Game sorted. Like, wh- <laughs> hold on." J- you know? James, James to run UEFA. Okay. I've heard crazy ideas. Hold on, but like the thing is, as well, you forget like the whole world's kind of sick right now, right? And there's this thing of like quarantining and all of that. And now there's also this thing of where some leagues take a break in those two weeks. So it's 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 all of that. Look, I would I would be the cynical bastard to say I haven't checked out the tables of that conference league. But I'm willing to bet it's not really in Ron's favor to make it easy for Tottenham. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. So I, I don't actually have the tables in front of me. And listen, I'm going to try to get it. But the Conference League has got like, I think they go to Group Z. <laughs> yeah. I'm not joking. Group H. Let's see where Tottenham are. So Ron's are top of their... Ren? It's Ren. Ren sorry. It's Ren, yeah. Ren are top of their league. Uh, that league on 11 points. They pretty much guaranteed, I think, that Tottenham win that game. They will jump to 10 points, taking out Vitesse. So, Ren are pretty much through. I don't think anything is in... Ren have to make it easy for Tottenham. Yeah, they have to, yeah. Because... Why, why must they? Why must they make it easy for Tottenham? No, they, no, no, no. They don't have to. But, like, the ball's in their court. They've got all the power here. Because Tottenham need it more than, than Ren do. Do Tottenham? I think Tottenham, if I'm Tottenham, I go, you know what, take it out. Forget it. Yeah, because... Tottenham also should not be in this. Yeah, also, they, this, doesn't, this, this conference doesn't help, doesn't help their season at all. It just prolongs, like you know what I mean. So it wait. If you win conference, do you get do you get uh, Europa automatically? I don't even know how that works. Look, my take on the Europa Conference League is: I think it's a great competition for the right reasons. Right, mm. it's going to give small teams from lesser leagues a chance to play competitive, yeah. continual European football against teams of your league. Mm. 
Why is Tottenham in there? Why is Roma in there? Because they need TV money, right? Yeah. yeah. If you have a Premier League team in there, you guarantee some TV money. Why? I don't think it's Tottenham's fault. Why put a Premier League team in this competition? Yeah. It defeats the point. I get you. It totally defeats the point. Also, do they really need this money? Like, what's this money going to do for them it's, in the it's, long run? It's, it's worthless for Tottenham. It's absolutely worthless. you got Conte in there who needs to spend time with his team, but he can't. Yeah, you know? he can't. <laughs> he can't. And now you've got to try and make up fixtures for a tournament you don't really want to be in. I think Tottenham take the bye. I think oh, they take forfeit. the bye. I think they totally forfeit. Take it out. They're third in the league anyway. Right? They're third in their table. Vitesse and Ren sitting on top. Ren's already through. Yeah. Just leave it out. Just, and also now, just call it. And also now you see this busy period that you, you have in England and stuff. Because also it doesn't get easier in January because now the FA Cup is thrown in the mix. So now you're like, okay, cool. Now we're playing all the time now. Like, it, it, you're right. It doesn't really help them. Well, it comes to here. James, I want to throw over to you. Did you see what Jurgen Klopp was saying about players taking COVID vaccines? Uh, no. Okay. So I, he's very pro-vax and he very much believes players should be vaccinated. And he's... Listen, I think I'm not going to get into a conversation about what's right and wrong on vaccinations. Mm. That's for everyone's choice to make. But I was quite shocked to see a stat came out yesterday. 59% of Premier League footballers are double vaccinated. Mm -hmm. 25% have had a single vaccination. Mm -hmm. And then the remaining percentage say they're not sure and they probably won't. Mm -hmm. Right? We've been speaking about Kyrie Irving. Yeah. So the Premier League and no sports league, to my knowledge so far, that said every player needs to yeah, be vaccinated. That's manda- yeah, no one's mandated it. Yeah. Right. We know some employees are doing it, sure. some big businesses, some countries are starting to mm-hmm. say if you're not vaccinated, you lose access to certain places. With this happening, right, at what point do they make mandatory vaccinations mandatory for Premier League footballers? We've lost half the fixtures. Tottenham, Liverpool are going to go. And at this point, we don't know who else is going to go in this, right? Which other fixture is going to drop? You see, I think you'll see it when it comes down to, um, especially when it's like the big teams, when the bigger teams are starting to not play fixtures because of that, and they've got a backlog. Mm. So guys that have to play like Champions League and stuff, when they start missing fixtures because people aren't vaccinated, that's when the Premier League is going to step down and say, listen here, guys. But isn't, isn't the only reason why there are no vaccine mandates yet anywhere um, more of like a, a human rights thing? Yeah, it is a human rights thing. Well, so let's go this way. France, right, are saying no access to certain places if you're unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. I think Germany's doing something similar. Germany as well, yeah. Right? So why doesn't this account for Premier League footballers? So if French players, so say, for example, and it's the same thing happening in the NBA, right? Yeah. With Kyrie Irving, that, that's all situation. If you're a player in France and one of the places you're not allowed into is a stadium, right? If you're not vaccinated. What makes it hard to do your job? Surely the players can't enter. Oh, I see what you're saying. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, so the whole situation with Kyrie Irving is that um, it's, it's New York law. That that's you, it. If you can't, if you don't get vaccinated, you can't go to certain places, and one of the places you can't go is to work. So, or stadiums, or you, stadium, you can't go to stadiums. You can't go to stadiums. So, and Kyrie Irving works in a stadium, so it's like, <laughs> okay, you can't go to your own yeah, job. So the loophole is he can go into. So he has the loophole, right? He can go into training. Yeah, he can because train. that's his place of work, and his place of work doesn't have a mandate. But public sports arenas, you need a vac- double vaccine to enter, so he can't go. Play games, yet he can practice. In yeah. his own state, yeah. In, in his own state. 
Here's the thing with the Premier League, right? So we're, we're going to lose. Listen, let, let's call it Liverpool. Tottenham's not happening. Okay, it's not. It's not going to happen. Yeah. We know this, right? Yeah. This is an issue of health. And as a sportsman, surely it says in your contract, you need to do everything possible to, to be at optimum health all time. Sure. Right? Whether it's new or old or having a malaria shot or going to AFCON yeah. and taking all your injections, but yeah, but surely. With that being said, it's also Duno finds himself in a similar situation. Uh, Novak Djokovic with Australian right. Open. Because right. The Australian um, sports uh, prime minister says, no, sure, you can come here and go, you know, you don't have to quarantine. But the mayor of Victoria, where, the, mm. where Melbourne is, is saying, no, bro, you want to play, get a vaccine. So it's, it's weird for him. So, like, take Manchester United players, because Manchester United apparently is notoriously very few of the players in the Manchester United squad are vaccinated. Yeah. Right? That's why it nice, took us. Good job. No, well, nice. listen, we don't have Jurgen Klopp thirst trapping and making players get vaccinated. Right? <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're a mess. Listen, Manchester United can't organize a, a, a piss up in a brewery at this point. Yeah. So, <laughs> to get players vaccinated, that's two, two times you've got to come in. Forget about it. Imagine mess. trying to convince Paul Pogba that he needs a vaccination. But he's French, so he has to. And he's a virus on his own. So, I mean, I think he's got his own problems. <laughs> <laughs> He's in Dubai. He's not. Paul Pogba's an ex-Manchester United player. Worrying about Paul Pogba's like yeah, worrying bro. about Michael Silvestre. Yeah. Okay, they're, they're ex-players. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's not worry about them, right? These vibes. You went where it's hotter. So, take this, right? Yeah. And we spoke about it a little bit with Kyrie Irving. Manchester United squad don't get vaccinated, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or let's take the sixteen percent broadly across. Okay. So you've got a squad of X many six or seven in your squad aren't vaccinated. Now they take everyone else who's not vaccinated, whatever. It affects the whole squad. You're now sitting as a Manchester United player. For two weeks, you don't play, but you collect your salary. Two weeks, you don't train, but you collect your salary. Mm-hmm. Through a choice you made. Sure. You've made a choice. So surely some point's going to be, okay, fair enough. If you're not going to get vaccinated, here are the criteria. You need to um, – we saw it locally in South Africa. There's this, uh, 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 a chain store called Discam, mm-hmm. who are a big pharmaceutical yeah. – a pharmacy, a big pharmacy. Yeah. And they've mandated that their staff need to be vaccinated, right? Yeah. And so you don't have to. Okay, we've checked all the laws. We can enforce this. If you're not vaccinated, you need to come every, I think it's every Monday, you need to have a test. You need to okay. show us at your own expense. If you cannot show it, you can't work. Yeah. If you are sick and you've chosen not to take a vaccine, we will not pay you sick leave, yeah. right? Which Shh. is fair, I think. I think that's completely fair. And their point is we are in a, we're frontline. Right? We're yeah. in the medical field. Sure. We need to be responsible. Football clubs owe a service to the community. Yes. Right? So, surely, the players go, if you don't want to get vaccinated, here's this. Right? If you get sick, we freeze your wages. If that causes matches to be postponed, we give you a fine. You're not allowed here. You're not allowed doing this. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It, it can't be. Because now it's affecting the league. They don't make this up. And don't remember, don't mm. forget, the league's under pressure this year because it's compacted because of the World Cup next year. Yes. So there's a certain date it needs to finish now because mm. there's a certain date it needs to start yeah. so they can have yeah, the, World the World Cup. Cup yeah. so, this is a mess. So, so do you think you, you, you put players on a pay-as-you-play? Why not? Because you as a sportsman, take all the players going to AFCON, right? Mm-hmm. We all know when you travel around Africa, you need certain shots, certain yes, yeah. inoculations and yeah. certain boosters, right? And you need to show that. Yeah. Why can't you do the same here? It yeah. is your service to your club 
that you need to do everything possible to remain healthy yeah, they, all the employee. time. They're your employee at the end of the day. Right? You can't, you can't, because if you do anything outside of your contract, that means you're in breach. And if you're in breach, they can say, well, you know what? Cheers, bro. That, that's the thing. And you're, you're playing a dangerous game here because we know footballers aren't allowed jet skiing or yeah. bungee jumping yeah. or snowboarding, yeah. right? This is just as dangerous. Right, so it should be included. You owe this football club. Injury is a risk. We all understand. In the course of playing football, you get injured. It happens. Yeah. You fall down the stairs at home. It happens. It wasn't a concerted thing. Yeah, you didn't make a concerted effort. Oh, I'm going to fall down the stairs at home. Yeah, it happens. Right. Yeah. You go snowboarding and you break your leg. Well, you knew what was going. You knew what 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 dangers involved. Right. Yeah. You don't take a vaccine and you get sick. You take that choice. It's yeah, your because, choice. Because you're right. Because you know there's a pandemic. You know, you know that every time you leave your house or your, your bubble, you know you risk getting getting an infection. Which is, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So listen, I mean, this is not to get into a vax don't vax sort of thing. Sure. We're talking very much in the the context of sports, mm-hmm. right? If you or me, we have our own choices. Anyone listening, everyone's got their own choice, sure. right? But if you are a sportsman, you for that amount of money, when they put four hundred thousand pounds. At you every week. Every week, you owe the club, the fans, the league, the country. You owe something for that. Yeah. Now, the argument goes, but our players' pawns. Should we mandate this? There's things bigger than you when you're a footballer, I believe. And you're earning those astronomical amounts of money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I get you. I get it's, you. It's an absolutely crazy situation that's unfolding here. Listen, the Premier League, they're not angels in this because most leagues have a protocol that they go, if you have X amount of players, the fixture goes ahead. It's in black and white. It needs to happen. Mm. Right? We saw the mess in the Portuguese League the other day. Portuguese League went from, if you have a squad of 13, down to if you have eight players, the game happens. Whew. And leagues across Europe have similar Right, I don't know if the PSL has it because the PSL's a whole goddamn mess on its own. Yeah. Okay, we're not going to get into that. But the Premier League's taking it case by case. Mm. Now that's a mess. Yeah. Because- if you take it case by case, then it's like okay, some rules apply to some people, some don't don't apply to other. Which is you're right. And I just think now it, it comes down to how deep your pockets are. That's it. And how much you make for the for for, for because the Premier League were never going to say no to Man United postponing again. They'll be like, I mean, you you're probably our biggest earners. So, like, you, we're not going to tell you guys no. You know and, hey, I mean? by the way, now we get two extra games in an off week when we didn't expect. So, the money rolls in for us. The viewership yeah. rolls in. Yeah. That's two extra games we can get advertising. So, they're never going to say no. What about the fans here, right? Let's, this Tottenham-Liverpool game, is it's not happening. Let's yeah. be honest, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, happening, yeah, right? Let's stop kidding ourselves, yeah. But you as a fan, you're a Liverpool fan and you want to go to every game. Now, you're sitting today. You go, I need to make my way up on Sunday. Okay, Liverpool to Tottenham is not the hardest trip. Commute, yeah. But during COVID, it's Christmas week. You don't know, right? Yeah. Snowing, what yeah. happens? That game gets called off in the morning. Who's out of pocket? Me, because no, I've maybe booked. I've lost. You've lost. You've lost. Yeah. I've lost. There were Manchester United com- uh, fans complaining that the Brentford game got called off on the morning. Yeah. And they were like, we're on our way. <laughs> we're on our way there. We've spent the money. Who re- reimburses us? You know? Yeah. <laughs> But in that case, who, 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 who's the onus on to reimburse? I think I've seen Manchester United will take it on and they will reimburse the fans that did start making the move. Sure. But it creates a mess. This Premier League, once again, the Premier League looks at one thing first. Bottom, bottom line. line. Money. 
bottom line how can we make money out of this but i mean they, they're a business at the end of the day that's what you're going to look at it if you're a business you and, don't i don't blame them you're a business at the end of the day we, we're trying to stay afloat we, well i mean we're not them we're trying to make more make right? more yeah but that's what i'm saying the whole business i mean the whole point of a business is to remain profitable no. and if you're not thinking about profit then why are you in business why in the go go run an ngo you know what i mean because the Premier League said, no circuit breaker. We're not postponing. We're not taking five days off. We're not doing anything. There's no project restart. We're just going to up our protocols and we're going to take it as it comes. You're playing with fire, guys. Yeah. You're playing with fire. And now, because, do you know, it becomes tricky now. When it becomes like a thing of, of the law. So, like, you saw it happened with the Ashes. There is no fifth test in Perth. Because Perth said, listen here, we don't want people here. We don't want anything. So what happens then? When yeah. It becomes a thing of the it becomes it becomes a political issue now. What happens then? Well, that's what it is. That's what it is. And I think just in the broader context, you have to look at what's happening in UK in government. Yeah, <laughs> she was. You know, it's a mess. Though. Boris isn't exactly covering himself in glory in the yeah. whole thing. So I think you know. Listen, I think the UK, specifically England, is a case study in how not to control a pandemic. But this Premier League story, you know, once again, it comes down to, as it's always been, whether it's a Super League, whether it's fixtures, whether it's pricing out, it's the fans. So do you, do you, say, do you say this if you're the Premier League? These games have to go on, but um, empty stadiums. Because they've started doing it in Germany. So, and, and talk about the Germany thing, because I think it's interesting what you're saying. Yeah, because in Germany, like, see, the cases are going up, like, they're getting like 35,000 new cases every mm. day. And, like, Germany were like, you know what, listen, we don't care, no fans. Wasn't the uh, uh, Bayern and Borussia Dortmund was played in front of NT Stadium? Yeah, it was, yeah. Because even in Champions League, like mm. visiting teams, like no fans. No fans. And like, I don't know. Because eh? I don't think clubs can really... It's, I don't think it's feasible for clubs to have no fans because... Because you know, of losing, course, Bayern losing. Munich can handle it. Yeah, Bayern Munich can and handle it. They can absorb But it. not everybody's Bayern Munich. That's the thing. And I, I wonder if there's a thought there. Listen, let me tell you what gets up my nose. As I scratched my nose there. <laughs> it literally went up yeah, as yeah. I said that, right? So you're quite right. In Germany, and they've gone region by region. Yeah. So they're not going, it's not a blanket rule. Yeah. They're going each sort of like region is going to make their own choice based on where they are. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of them decided to go back behind closed doors. I think France are going to do the same. Yeah. I think France are going to start doing the same. What got up my nose the past two weeks? Now, obviously in South Africa, we've had a situation that the variant was first, this new variant was first discovered in South Africa. South African uh, scientists put it out to the world, and then suddenly South Africa's blocked off. Yeah, it's not we didn't create it; we just, just discovered, discovered it and released it, uh, released the news. Next so, time, keep your mouth shut. Uh, next time, keep your mouth shut. So South Africa goes, "You're not allowed anywhere, right? Yeah. No UK, whatever." It's been getting up my nose for two weeks, looking at Premier League stadiums, full, 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 and people are wearing masks. And we're the bad guys, right? Yeah. So okay, cool. Obviously, that makes a lot of sense for that, right? But that's what the Premier League do. They got full stadiums. There's full stadiums all the time. Mm. That's money. That's a great TV product. No one wants to go back to watching empty stadiums. Yeah, that's yeah. Right? But at the risk of what? It's too late now. You can't put the genie back in. It's, yeah. it's gone. This this is 100 percent gone. It's crazy though. But like even here in South Africa, we when was the last time we were allowed to go to a stadium? Like no, there's a sports fixture. You're just like okay, cool, whatever. You know what I mean? Listen, you know, South Africa is unfortunately one of the, fortunately, unfortunately, one of those leagues that playing behind closed doors makes zero difference. <laughs> Especially when some matches are played at two o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, exactly. 
You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. So, so just to give some stories in South Africa, is that Arkazi Chiefs playing again? Are they picking up their fixtures? I think they are, but I know Sundowns and Pirates are going on tomorrow, which yeah. I don't think is like for me. Okay, Sundowns and Pirates, they they can afford to play behind empty stadiums, but like you think about teams like Barocca and stuff, and you're just like, this makes no sense for these guys because now. Who fits, the, who fits the bill and all that? Look, I think most of them, you know, the South African League is 100% sponsored and funded by the TV money. Yeah. You know, I mean, most of those stadiums are rented out for the match. Exactly. And I think that, you know, South African soccer funds yeah, a lot of and TV. Some, and some teams don't necessarily have like a home stadium. They're, exactly. Yeah. They just move depending who they're playing. Yeah, exactly. If it's a small team, they play at Municipal. If it's a big team, they hire one of the big stadiums. So, yeah. So I think they, they adjusted. And I think the big story was um, Cape Town City mm-hmm. were due to play Kaiser Chiefs. Chiefs, Kaiser Chiefs had put to the league that we've got too many COVID cases, we can't play. Again, the league doesn't really have a hard and fast rule. No. Cape Town City come all the way up here, arrive at the stadium, and they're locked out. Yeah. You know, and they go, well, we're doing... And both teams did what they had to do because nobody wants to lose the points. Yeah. But the league's sitting in the middle, well, we don't have a decision. There's no mandate, yeah. We don't have a decision. Then last week, I think we saw with the um, with Orlando Pirates. Yeah. The club owner not led into the stadium... And fighting with the security. Yeah, which is nuts. Okay, I mean, South African soccer is a movie, but <laughs> it's it's just it just goes back to going, you know, the first time everyone was caught with their pants down anywhere in COVID. Yeah. We we're all, anywhere, we no matter where. We didn't know where, how to handle it. We didn't know. No, we didn't know. We stopped selling hot chicken. We stopped selling flip-flops. Like, you couldn't n- go for a haircut like yeah. I mean, nobody knew what to do, Yeah, right? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That... The, these leagues, the Premier League, did not go. What if this happens again? What do we do? Exactly. Right. What 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 procedures and steps do we have to make sure that okay, cool, we try minimize the impact of, of this in the broader scheme of things. I, I don't know. I don't know. And so you're going to see the, what I think you're protecting. Sorry, let me finish. Finish your point there. So, what would you do if you were the league? Would you say, okay, guys, this is what's going to happen? Do you take it out of the club's hands and you say, this is what's going to happen, or what what do you do? So, you know, the Premier League are so frightened of the clubs. They are petrified of the big six. Yeah. Even though the voting block sits with the other 14. (laughs) If those other 14 unite, those big six can sing all they want. Yeah. But they're so petrified of the big six. I know the Premier League historically doesn't care much for what happens below the Premier League. The Premier League is the Premier League, and they must run the Premier League. Fine. It's a different league. But... Where the Premier League clubs, listen, whether the stadium's full or not, it's two weeks' wages for somebody. It's not a big deal. Yeah. I think the, the, the knock-on effect goes, if the Premier League goes back behind doors, championship goes, League 1, 2, three, and they all go, and they can't afford it. Yes. They go to the wall. Yeah. Especially now with lots of matches, lots of mm. revenue, lots of goodwill. Now, suddenly, the Premier League starts going behind closed doors. Everyone has to, because now that's a mandate. Yeah, that's a mandate. And then you're ending up with these clubs. Go, hold on. We're just kind of figuring out. We've readjusted. Yeah. And now we don't have fans in the stadium. We now don't have the team. Now people now. That's it. Yeah. And the whole thing goes a mess. It just goes, this is not the first time. Exactly. And it won't be the last time. It'll keep rolling like this. You've got to have a better plan. Yeah. That's on you. I think, listen, I think there's a whole bunch of things here. I think as a footballer... It needs to be in your contract that you need to do the best in your own personal capacity to make sure that you're always in optimum health. Yeah, which goes without saying, yeah. You know, you're a player taking steroids. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't do that. It's yeah. against your contract. Yeah, also you can die. You know what I'm saying? And in this situation, you can as well. But why? Because I'm fit. I'm an elite athlete, 25 years old, 3% body fat. It's not going to happen to me. The knock-on effect is ridiculous. I think it's on the league to not have a set of rules. I think it's on the government. And we look at the UK government and around the world. This is not the yeah. UK. So it's just a mess that keeps on, keeps on, keeps on rolling. And we're looking at Premier League. Hey, listen. I mean, not to make light of it. But if you're playing Fantasy League this week, play your free hit. Play. Do you even bother doing it, James? James resonated with that. He liked that. I did. I did. I also. I also. Since we're on the page of lightening things up and stuff, there was news last night. Um, the Premier League is no longer the Premier League. Yes, James is very now excited. The Barclays Premier League, which, if you've been a supporter of football for a while. The memories that comes with the Barclays Premier League. It just gives me goosebumps. I'm so excited. It's going to be great. I just wanted to go full. Yes, because it started as the Carling Premier League. The Barclays was it. Yeah. I mean, you guys are too young to remember. But the first Premier League highlights package. You just come where they packaged all the games into a highlight thing. There was a theme song that went with it. Uh, uh, no, uh, no, even before that one. Really? Oh, you can't find it online. It's like dun 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 dun. dun, dun. <laughs> oh my god, it was the best, right? You're still watching these guys playing on muddy pitches, but they're trying to be all like NBA. <laughs> uh, that was the best. I just wish that they went back to the old that old logo, the mid '90s logo of the first Barclays Premier League. That'd be a great throwback. Was that is that the one with the lion on the ball or no? It's the lion, but specifically that because I saw the new logo. It's got the lion, but it's like all like new. Yeah. CAD drawings, what do you call them, James? You know the stuff. It's like, right? <laughs> but that was like done in MS Paint. It was that pre- the original Barclays Premier League logo. So, well done to the Premier League. More money for them. Yeah. More, so, uh, it's more. a three-year contract that they've signed. Oh, that means uh, the, the, the Red Bank here is also going to get a bit of time. Yeah, that's true. Hey, listen, Manchester United did really well in the Barclays Premier League. Come on with it. <laughs> so, so maybe, Come on with it. Come maybe, back. Maybe it's time. Maybe, maybe it's, it's time. time eh? We do, take do you Barclays know what Premier League. Do you know what I miss from the Barclays Premier League is, um, well, many things. But one of the things is they used to do the intro videos where, like, the ball would travel through England and oh, it would God. go through the teams and stuff. Yes. Those intro videos yes. were so... <laughs> Yes. It was so good. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. We opened so many bank accounts. Yes. <laughs> there is a Barclays affiliate bank in South Africa. Yeah. The Red Bank. The Red Bank. My God. We opened a lot of bank accounts. I got a calendar for opening one. <laughs> and what was the other one I did? Oh, there was a thing that they did. They had the Premier League trophy here. Yes. And if you opened a bank account with them, you could have your photo taken yeah. with the Premier League trophy. They got me. <laughs> I mean, come on, bro. I mean, they, they're legendary men who haven't been that close to that, that close to that, to, to that, to that trophy. So, hey. you know those trophies? I've had a photo, uh, a photo taken with the Champions League trophy, the World Cup, and the, the proper like, legit. You're allowed Cup. to touch the Champions League. You're not allowed touching any of them. You have to, you have to social distance from it. This is before social distance with. Yeah, no, I know it. the World Cup. I know the World Cup. You can't like, touch I, was, I, was, I also took a photo of the World Cup, mm. but I know the World Cup. The rule is. You can't touch it unless you've won it or you're a statesman. That's it. So imagine like they were doing the draw once and David Beckham was near it. They're like, yeah, don't you want to touch? He's like, can't do it. I haven't won it. Oh, David Beckham. 
Let give David Beckham the solution. David Beckham will solve everything. Mm. His solution to his problems is bringing Phil Neville. <laughs> He's also too busy kicking a painted soccer ball against a wall to make a Christmas tree. He's always doing stuff like that. Yeah, I don't but... get the reference. Maybe when we come back, James can explain that. I'll explain it. We were serious now. Spoke about serious stuff, Senzo, yeah. you know. Yo, that was serious. We got some tomfoolery coming. It's a game Tom called Fuller. Pogba versus Drogba. i got to be honest. I've barely prepped. I can't remember the rules. It's going to be a mess. <laughs> <laughs> but we think it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> you guys, too. Central.com. It is the longest long lunch ever. If you are pretending to work right now. On the 17th of December. <laughs> everyone knows. Everyone knows you're lying. No, because the thing is like, exactly. The thing is like, we can't really hide like, because we're currently working right now. But like, if you are, are supposed to send emails, I hope this email finds you well. Trust me, your, your emails aren't finding That's people well. If you do not get an out-of-office reply right now, the person forgot to send it. Honest to God. Honest to God. They just forgot to send it. That's they, all. They, if you have sent an email right now to people who are doing serious work or whatever, bro, the people are only going to read your emails on the 2nd of January because that's when most people go back on the 3rd. I just saw an email, somebody asking, should we hop on a call right now? Hell, Hell no. 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 Last thing I want is to see your face. That would not happen on a normal Friday. Let alone <laughs> now. Now. <laughs> on the seventeenth on the seventeenth Saturday of December. God, God help us. So listen, we're having fun. This time of year is a time to play games. Now the MKT show has been on quite a journey this year, right? We started off James's little cameras, my first camera starter kit is how we first started filming the show. We were in the Cliff Central broadcast studios it it wasn't we did our best james did a fantastic job honestly it's with what he had to work with and what we put out the content and the show looked amazing he's james let's see you let's see you look at him look at that guy it, <laughs> we, we we did have a lot of uh late nights and afternoons troubleshooting many things mkt and i oh no it was hilarious the batteries would go flat remember yes. the time the camera just fell over <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> In the middle of the camera just fell off. <laughs> Jesus just decided, nah. We had we had some damn wonky tripods, bro. <laughs> no, they were terrible tripods. It's like if you got through a two hour show without the battery going flat on the camera. Yeah. You know you did well. It was a good day. Is that the camera you have in there that you use? Yeah, so this one way. here is from uh when we were it's my camera, so it's yeah. from the the other studio. Oh god. Um and then the other two we used Oh, still at Clip Central, yeah. Look at us now, mom. Yeah, the, those tripods were, let's just put it this way. If you have a teenage daughter that wants to be, or a tween daughter, oh, no. that wants to be a social media influencer, but you know it's not going to last, 
And you go find the cheapest kind of tripod that you can find at the China Mall or something. This is what we're shooting on now. Listen, those things are good to hold up cell phones. Put on a proper Canon 5D camera. Yeah, a camera that costs like almost It's not holding. <laughs> With the camera fell over. God, that was a fun day. She was... <laughs> Look, mom, we finally made it. But we, we played something back then. A game called Pogba versus Drogba. Okay? Simple game. Okay. Game of chance, 50-50. Senzo's never played it. Okay. Used to play myself, James, MKT. I was the host. We had amazing... We used to play the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire yes, Bed Music Under. dude. Yes. yes. You know? <laughs> we used to play the... It, it was epic. The game is simple. It's a simple game. Okay. I probably have too much of a smile in my voice. I need to like... <laughs> I, you I sound too to, excited. I'm actually scared. I need to get closer to the mic. Okay. The game is a simple game. It is a game of chance. 50-50 chance. I will name a goal, an opposition, perhaps a competition. Okay. And you need to tell me, was it scored by Pogba or by Drogba? Okay. Five questions. If you get it wrong, your opponent instantly gets the score. Really? Right? It's it's all or nothing. Well, it's Pogba or Drogba. (laughs) It's not that complicated. Now... I hold back certain facts because obviously if I say the year, then it kind of makes it obvious. You're going to know who it is. Yeah. And uh, Drogba scored a hell of a lot more goals than Pogba. <laughs> I was hoping that playing this game six months later, Pogba would have scored more goals, but no. Well. <laughs> no. Well. <laughs> if this game was called Dubai or U9, then yes, then Pogba would have won. Oh, wow. <laughs> Re- remember when... The the season first started and then United fans thought, oh, Pogba's back and Pogba's the greatest thing ever. Senzo gets in his field. Senzo's like my brother-in-law with Pogba. He's got so much belief that he will just one day after six years go against type. And just decide to. because you know, I, I, I love the faith. I love it. No, because the bastard gets you. Must I tell you why? Because you play your first game against Leeds at home. And you think, I see four assists, man. The boy's back. Four of five assists. The boy's back, man. You know, he's doing it first game. And then you're just like, this guy. (laughs) Like, please. Like, like, Paolo, you said it nicely. I, for a grown man, I spend way too, way too much time and way too, too too many of my thoughts consumed by Pogba. I can't. I'm a grown ass man. It's a grown ass man. You're a grown man. I can't be thinking about Pogba this much. A guy that doesn't even know me from a bar of soap. Ex-footballer, ex-Man United footballer, Paul Pogba. But it does not change the game. It is called Pogba or Drogba. We don't have moody theme music, but we've got a great graphic. We'll throw it up on the screen for you to have a look at. If you're on the podcast, listen, I've got to tell you, imagine your first attempt at making a logo. That's what it looks like. (laughs) This this is the sort of logo you make with the free version of a graphics app, a photo editing app. The game starts now. This game is called Pogba or Drogba. 50% chance. Senzo. Who am I playing against, by the way? James. You're playing oh, against right. James. Okay. You're playing against James. Now, James has got the experience. You're a debutante. Oh, yeah. I've got nothing to do. James is a grizzled old veteran. It's true. James gets James overthinks it. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, okay. But I'll back myself. Yeah. Listen, there's no way. The, the tactics are all over the place. Okay. Okay. I'm going to tell you about this goal. Scored by either Drogba... Or Pogba. Or Pogba. It was against West Ham. Mm-hmm. A 3-1 result. Mm-hmm. His team won 3-1. Mm-hmm. He scored a right-footed shot in the, in the 80th minute. Mm-hmm. Was a goal 
against West Ham, right-footed shot in the 80th minute, scored by Drogba or Pogba. I'm trying to think. Uh, a 3-1. I don't want to put pressure on you. No, no. Th- but if you get it wrong, James gets the point. You said 3-1, right? It's 3-1. Pogba. It was also it was finesse as well. I remember the goal. He, he, he even describes the goal one point to James. Yes. It was scored yes. by Go Didier James. Drogba. Go, James. Ha. Scored by Didier Drogba. <laughs> <laughs> so what I gets remember- me is Senzel goes, yeah, it was even a finessed right-footed into the top corner. No, it wasn't top corner. I didn't say top corner, but yeah, okay, wow. No, he gets it. James, one point for doing nothing. Yes, see. It's ruthless, actually. Okay. No, this game's a killer. Okay, no, this, I, I like this game. I saw MKT and James fist fight over this game. <laughs> fist fight. It's a true story. James, over to you. The goal was scored against Spurs. Tottenham, hot spur. Tottenham, COVID spur mm-hmm. at this point in time. 39th minute goal. The opening goal. A free kick. Was it co- scored? Drogba or Pogba? James with one point. You can take a lead. Be one point away from winning. Drogba or Pogba? Spurs? Free kick. <laughs> you know what's funny is you said James overthinks it. And I was like, I'm going to try and not overthink it this time. And now I am. It's, it's, it comes naturally. Um, huh. I'm going to go with... Did Drogba take many free kicks? Drogba or Pogba? It's 50-50. I can tell you who it was. It was Spurs. It was a free kick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with... uh, Drogba. 2-0 to James. Yeah, because Pogba has never scored a free kick for United. (laughs) It was the Carabao Cup final. Against Tottenham, Drogba, two 0 to James. Senzo, this is for all the this is for all the marbles. Yeah, all the marbles for Senzo. Mm-hmm. If you get this wrong, James wins. First playing between you two. Sudden, sudden death, you and I didn't even get anything on the board. Okay. Yo, this is sudden death. Don't worry, you're new to the game. Mm. Maybe it's easy though. The opposition were Napoli. Okay. A free kick again. Now, remember what you said. Pogba hardly took free kicks. Uh-huh. So, are you creating doubts in your own oh, mind? Oh, well, okay. Could have been... Okay, could have oh, been... Oh, you, but now, you said Pogba hardly took free kicks. Well, you said against Tottenham, but then well, against Napoli, could have been for Juventus. But well, so. a 3-0 win for his team. He scored this free kick in the 80th minute. Drogba or Pogba, you get this wrong, you lose. You hand it over straight to James. Whitewash. I'm going to say Paul Pogba. <sighs> The first one, you called it wrong. You called it Pogba. It was Drogba. James then comes back in. Cup final. Drogba. 2-0 to James. This was for all of it. Everything was on the line. You said yourself, Pogba never took free kicks. But he could have been a Juventus and different player. Different guy. Is Napoli. What makes you think this? Hmm? What makes you think it was Pogba? Juventus. And they were playing Napoli. Are you sure? I'm sure. Locked in. I'm not sure, but I, I'm trusting my guy. It's, Paul, it's 50-50. Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba, 2-1. It's getting tasty. It was <laughs> Paul Pogba against Napoli. I made, it was an easy one for you. Yeah, because it was Juventus. Italy, when you go to Juventus, is an easy one. James. 
We're playing the game called Pogba or Drogba. It is the game of the ages, possibly the best game ever invented. All you have to do is say, was a goal scored by Pogba or Drogba? It's very easy. I give you the team name. I give you the goal. I'll you never even tell give you us the time it was scored. I'll tell you that. Thanks to transfermarket.co.today. I'm not sure that's a local version of it, but that's where I get my stats. Don't at me. <laughs> the opposition was Swansea. Swansea have a weird time in the Premier League. Oh, man. Mm, oh, 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 Senza. Why can't I get this question? 15th minute, right-footed shot. The final score was 3-1. His team won. Was this goal scored by Pogba or Drogba? Hmm. Against Swansea, Premier League. You could win it with this. <laughs> You've gone Drogba twice. Drogba's been in your in your side. <laughs> oh, James, nervous. This is not great listening for if you're on the podcast. Those moments of silence, we do apologize for, but we are still here. <laughs> this is the greatest game. If I say so myself, my hands are sweating. <laughs> <laughs> you think this game's easy until you play? Yeah, you so think it's easy it. until you play. And also, when Paula asks the questions, you're like, "Damn it, man!" Like, what, like, because he makes you doubt yourself. You're like, "No, man. I think I remember this goal, but I don't remember it." Swansea. Like, say, like I remember huh? the phantom goal that Pogba scored against West Ham. That he finessed, but anyway, yeah. James could win it or tie it all up, and we go to sudden, absolute sudden death. I'm gonna go with Drogba. Locked in? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I'm sweaty. And I'm excited. Two, two all. Oh, We're going the, to sudden death. It's the Pogba volley. I know it's, I know it's goal you're talking about. Poor Pogba. It's the Pogba volley against Swansea. I remember that goal. He knows. He knows. Okay, this one's for all the marbles. All the marbles. Senzo, you can win on your debut. This will be an upset. This will be huge. James has got... At least four games under his belt. It's true. Now, thinking about everything, thinking about your tactic, thinking about your Serie A tactic, maybe that helps you out. Maybe that helps you out. Maybe it doesn't. Because remember, AC Milan, I mean, <laughs> Chelsea played a lot of games. In and remember, Serie A position. And remember, you're just taking Drogba at face value of playing for Chelsea. Yeah, he played for Marseille, played for Galatasaray, played, oh, yeah. Yeah, he played in a lot of different places. You don't know. This one's for all the money. All the money. Cheers. So there's, someone's going to be really happy or really sad at the end of this question. Someone's going to be really happy or really sad. This goal mm -hmm. against Roma. AS Roma. Okay. Now, of course, I'll take your tactic of saying, well, Pogba played Serie A. But there are lots of Champions League games. Mm -hmm. Drogba played Champions League for Marseille. A lot of teams. Yeah. It was a header. Mm-hmm. No Drogba's headers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> God, thing of beauty. That man, mm -hmm. headbutts a ball. He's just a header. It. Okay. But that's not who I'm talking about. Or could I be? I don't know. I don't know. The goal was scored, 75th minute, a trouncing. Okay. 5-2 game. Okay. 5-2 game. Okay. A header against Roma. 75th minute. 75th minute. Was it scored by Drogba or Pogba? Pogba is the easy go-to because obviously he played in Serie A, but Drogba played a lot of Champions League games. Did they play Roma? Did he play Roma against Marseille for Marseille? 5-2. This is it. Senzo, the, the game ends now. Either Senzo takes a victory or hands it to James. 5-2 header. 
Roma. 75th minute. I'm going to hate myself for this. But I'm going to go Pogba. This guy goes... Uh, listen, it's called Drogba or Pogba. You just keep going Pogba. It's not called Pogba. <laughs> I'm going to go Pogba. <laughs> going to go Pogba. Why? Explain your thinking. 5-2. I mean, Juve were cooking then. And I don't remember a 5-2 Chelsea or Marseille against Roma. 75th minute. James, what would you have gone for? Um, also, Pogba is a very different player. James, what would you have gone for? Sure. <laughs> I probably actually would have gone for Pogba. Even with the header? Even it's a header? Oh, no, wait, I forgot about the header. He's a tall guy. Pogba's a tall guy. Senzo is firm. Well. Well. Um, okay. Senzo. Mm-hmm. And you think it was for Juventus? Mm-hmm. And he was cooking back then. Mm-hmm. The back then was uh, just the end of last season, earlier this year. Senzo wins his inaugural appearance in Pogba versus Drogba. Thank God we didn't say when was it was uh, when it was last season semi final. Manchester United Europa League. <laughs> Manchester United beat Roma six two on aggregate. Pogba getting the header, but it matters not. Well done, Senzo. James, give him a clap. That, that, there you go. There you go. Finally, Pogba came through for me. Finally, the rookie scoring on his debut. Senzo, 3-2 win. Pogba versus Come Drogba. from behind. Shh. Come from behind. That was great. It was all there. Swings. What a game. James's palms are sweaty. Mom's spaghetti. It's all happening here on the MKT show. <laughs> a bit of fun. Play it this Christmas with your friends. Don't play Cards Against Humanity. Pogba versus Drogba. Play Pogba versus Drogba. Senzo, as a debut, as a debutante. Greatest game ever. Thank you. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant because now you, you tend to doubt yourself. Because you, you, go through, you t- go through all the games that you've watched and you're like, hmm. If I didn't see it, it was probably because I don't really watch Serie A. Or I don't really watch Galatasaray. Games of the Champions there's League. so many listen I mean there's international games I could throw in oh, internationals yes. I could throw in internationals yes. James knows James got thrown by I think the most epic game was there was an, a game against Austria yes that it's 3-0 and James it's just it had to be France had to be France but there was a weird little tournament that Ivory Coast played in before a World Cup or something Oh, snap. It just threw it. So, listen, I thought that that game would get easier. Obviously, Drogba scored a hell of a lot more goals than Pogba. I thought over time Pogba would start going up, but he is an ex-Manchester United footballer. That is Drogba versus Pogba. James, we've got to get some music for that segment. Honestly. Some get some um, music. I, I don't think we can use Who Wants to Be a Millionaire anymore. No, no. Um, but I'll make a plan. Yeah, because then we'll make the, the owners of that song millionaires. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> In rights. Uh, because I think, I think it's going to be popular. I think people are going to want it back. I think people are going to want it back. I know. I definitely want it back. Oh, great, great game. James, do we have time to go into Paula's weird world of football? We have about seven, eight minutes. I can so. do it. I can do it. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Paula's weird world of football. Is a graphic ready or are we going bareback? No, there is a graphic. <laughs> um. What are you laughing at? It's a horse riding term. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. It's all Just means we're not going with a saddle. <laughs> exactly. Wow. <laughs> so listen, we don't know if there's a graphic or not. We are pre-recording this, so there may be a graphic or not. Senzo, 
Mm-hmm. This is Paulo's Weird World of Football La Liga edition, and we're doing it for our friends at La Liga Africa. Because what we said is that a lot of people don't have a connection with a Spanish team, right? Mm-hmm. You support Real, you support Barca, but there's so many more teams that we thought we were going to get. Valencia. You support Valencia. You support Valencia. Well done to you. Well done to you. That is quite rare, uh, but most people sit in one of the camps of the other two. But there is so much rich tapestry. Atletico Madrid, maybe support Atletico. Yeah. There is so much tapestry in the Spanish teams, and we every week get into some of the other teams you may not know. Two weeks ago, we spoke about Atletico Bilbao and the All-Basque policy, yes. right? About how they only play players uh, born in that region. region. And uh, last week, we did Danielson uh, when Real Batiste broke the world transfer record for Danielson. Today, we're going to speak about a club that we're very familiar with this season. Oh, God, this year. Glad to see the back of them. UEFA loved the games against them. They even tried to put in another one. Villarreal. The Yellow Submarine. Manchester United fans, we do not want to see them ever again, even though UEFA went, hey, listen, we loved your games. Here's another one, by the way. But of course, that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Villarreal. Villarreal is a tiny football club that is really the little club that couldn't. They come from a city, their town, inhabitants, 50,000 people in their town. What? The stadium takes 25,000 people. That's so half, 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 the, half the town. Literally the on match days, half the town is empty because people are at... Great time to commit crime. Great time to commit crime. You've got a 1 in 25,000 chance of getting caught though. Yeah. Do you like those odds? The stadium is called La Ceramica. Yeah, and uh, I'll explain the reasoning why. And Senzo quite rightly says they are the yellow submarine. Uh-huh. Uh, too big to go down, but they did go down. <laughs> <laughs> too big to go down. Outside the stadium still sits to this day this little outhouse, right? Quite small, six by four meters. And uh, it's currently a storeroom and it's a remnant of bypass days. But the club still keeps that there because it reminds them of how small they was because that was the change room. They currently store kits and extra balls there, but that was the original mm-hmm. stadium, the change room when the club first started. Like the owners currently say, when they arrived, uh, they just had a typewriter. Now they have a staff of 500 people, regularly compete well in the La Liga as well as the Champions League mm. and Europa League. Of course, they won the Europa League last season, beating mm-hmm. out Manchester United. Like I said, the town only has 50,000 inhabitants, one hotel in the whole town. Really? <laughs> and they've always been a small, poor club, really battling above their, their, their yeah, size. Yeah, battling above their weight, most of the time spent in the second and third division and they were about to go out of business and the owner then, who was a former player and ran the club, he couldn't put any more money and he said, listen, we're either going to go to the wall, I'm ill, I don't have much long left, he assigned somebody to go find a buyer. Okay, So an employee of theirs or someone linked to the club used to work for Pirelli and Goodyear. So oh, maybe wow. Flip, working for Michelin is the next one, but the guy worked for Pirelli <laughs> and Goodyear goes out and speaks to the owner. The biggest business in the town is a big ceramics business. Sure. Tiles makes it for the whole of Spain, the whole of Europe, exports to the whole world. Massive, massive business based in there, and they go to the owner of this. He also owns a supermarket chain within the family. So he's not doing too badly. Not doing too badly. They were involved in the Valencia Basketball Club. Okay. Right? You know, in Spain, it's not just football. They have multiple sports. They owned and ran the Valencia Basketball Club, and uh, this guy goes and says, look, Towns, uh, this, the, the club's for sale. It's going to go to the wall. We're going to lose football altogether. We want to come to you. You are a fan. Can you help us out? His response goes, how much are your debts? 
and they say, look, it's about 90 million. You've got 120 million. Let's go. I'm taking over Villarreal. The guy's name was Fernando Ruiz. I hope I'm saying that right. Fernando R-O-I-G. Took over. He's the owner of Villarreal. Still runs and owns them to this day. And has seen Villarreal rise to the peak of the European game. Yeah. So the first time, actually, that he put in 180 million, not 120. Double this. They needed 90. Put in 180. Said, let's go. Signed the deal in a bar. Place called Beta Bar. Great. Love that story. So, of course, the first year they put in the money, the club uh, got promoted. They ended up in the playoffs, get promoted. First day in La Liga, they play Barcelona, beat them. Nice. Football's easy. Football's easy. (laughs) But uh, they get relegated. They get relegated (laughs) that same season. They said it was too early to go up. Yeah. Right. They got through the playoffs, lucked out, get in La Liga, completely transparent season. They went back down again, but immediately go back up. Um, and now they're ready and they're ready to establish themselves in La Liga. Mm-hmm. Santi Cazola came out of the academy. Y- yes. Great player. Let's not forget. Dead ringer for my brother-in-law. Really? True as God, my brother-in-law looks exactly like Santi Cazola. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, no joke. True story. True story. So their second stint back in La Liga, now they're ready. They've got the infrastructure and they made quite a habit of signing players from Argentina. Mm. The biggest score they get, Riquelme. Quite normal, Riquelme. Not directly. He has went to Barcelona, Barcelona yeah. flopped, didn't quite work out. But he had, he, had a good, he had a good time with Villarreal. Oh, my God. Did he not have a good time? There was that run to the Champions League semi-final, semifinal that they lost. Just off a pe- last-minute penalty. They missed from Riquelme. Yeah. From Riquelme. How th- could that have changed them? Stratospheric. You supported Valencia. And around the same time, Valencia were also Cooking thereabouts, up. right? So how it could have changed this tiny little club uh, going into a Champions League final? Final. What could it have done for them? Over the years, they've signed players like Martin Palermo, Mm -hmm. another Argentinian great striker. Robert Pires played for them for a bit after he left Arsenal. Diego Godin. Yes. Marcus Senna. Yes. Right, that was the guy. Yes. That was the guy. Spain Euro 2008 is the guy there. You know, he doesn't get enough credit yeah. for the role he played in that 2008 Spain team. I think it went on. We spoke about the Barcelona players. Yeah. But Marcus Senna, Solid. without a, him, they don't win it. And against it's under Aragonés, right? Mm, correct. Yeah. yeah. Spain don't win that Euro without him. Yeah. Valencia, uh, Villarreal don't have that success. Yes. Without him. We spoke about Rukame. I mean, let's just talk about Rukame for Juan a second. Juan Rukame. Yes. Technically. Like, what a player. She was a... Another player that was called the next Maradona, played number ten at Boca Juniors. Yeah, but but di- but also different. You, different styles of football though as well. But he was, he, yeah, he was ten steps ahead of everyone on the football. Yes, field. he didn't have to be quick. Yeah, one on one tight situations. That yes. left foot of his, mm. God, forget about it. That thing was like that yeah. thing was a, a, a laser. At the same time, they sign a player. Like I'm so upset that it never worked out for him at Manchester United. Diego Forlan. Yes, oh, God, yes. God, what a weapon he became. What a weapon Forlan came. Manchester United obviously signed him. My penis is uh, The whole story about Manchester United is Middlesbrough brought Forlan over to, Man- to, to England for a trial. Ferguson's brother met him at the airport and took him down to Manchester United. It just didn't work, mm-hmm. wasn't he? He was understudy to Ruud van Nistelrooy. Yeah. Young Wayne Rooney was there. Young Ronaldo was there. What you're going to do? Took him time um, to. He scored a lot of goals. Yeah, he scored one against Liverpool at Anfield. James, your thoughts on on uh, Diego Forlan? Made the Scousers cry. 
Oh, James is busy switching off the air conditioning. We'll come to him. He's look at him. He's crying we, in the background there. We we having issues. <laughs> we couldn't turn the aircon off. <laughs> We've had the same in here before. I, 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 I empathize. Um, Diego the Vuvuzela silencer fallen. Diego fallen. I think he was very much before my time. Like I think I like supported uh, Liverpool in football, but I wasn't like invested invested okay, when he was so, a United player. Did you see what he did at the World Cup 2010? I did. <laughs> I did see what he so did. So let's get into that because um, Diego Forlan, of course, had a, gr- a great time at Villarreal. Yeah. Scored all the goals, gets a big transfer to Atletico Madrid, yeah. carries on, on yeah. went to Inter Milan, carries on, on yeah. but then of course comes to South Africa and with breaks. Uruguay. My God. Just scoring all the goals. Top, the, top goal scorer in the tournament, wasn't he? Yeah. He and figured, he won goal of the tournament. Yeah. He, was, he figured out how to... He, figured, he mastered that ball because everybody was crying mm. that this ball's too light. Co- and correct. He mastered it. Correct. We used to call him the Vuvuzela silencer. <laughs> he had a great time at Villarreal. Yeah. Funny story in Manchester United when, they, when Villarreal signed him from Manchester United. He went with complete blessings from Manchester United. The owner of Villarreal said at the time, try to include a match between Manchester United and Villarreal. Mm-hmm. He said, as part of it, we'll pay you to come here to have a match. Manchester United said, no, we don't have the time. We're busy. He said, don't worry. You'll come here for free one day, and we won't have to pay you. Of course, they did, and Manchester and uh, Villarreal beat them. I <laughs> remember Villarreal Benfica went through that year when Manchester United did yeah. not go through. They are the Manchester United. Uh, what are they? Bogey they team. haunt Manchester United. Yeah, it's a team. Listen, if you're looking for a team to support in uh, La Liga, Villarreal, they yeah. won seven-one in the cup. They're 13th in the table this weekend, playing Real Sociedad. Ooh. Who are having a bit of a dip. I think they're leveling out after a great season. Juventus in the Champions League eventually. Eventually mm. they got Juventus after Manchester United. Got players. Pau Torres. That's the next guy. Pau, Pau Torres is the man. That's the next guy. Gerard he stayed, Mar- he stayed the season. Gerard Moreno. Pau Torres stayed because he wanted to play Champions League with Villarreal. Local boy. Came through the academy. Um, he turned down pretty much every big club in Europe to play Champions League with him. He gets to play against Juventus. Danjuma. Oh, Danjuma, yes. They're saying this guy's a replacement for Sadio Mane. That's the guy. He tore Dalo to pieces. Two pieces. Oh, my God. Ate him for breakfast, lunch and supper. But they say this guy's a replacement for Sadio Mane and Samuel Chakwezi. And Paco Alcatraz there. Forget about it. Because they've had huge injuries. That's probably where they're sitting, where they are. 13th in the league. Unai Emery. Uh, yeah, the solid, manager of their solid team. squad, solid team, always do well. Yeah. And listen, this is fifty thousand people, <laughs> fifty thousand people in this town. They're doing well, punching above their weight. Like, and they not just they they're not making up numbers. They, if you play Villarreal, you you think twice. You're like, damn it, man. No, you got that, that stadium, that one stand that's sort of like got that little bit of a wall, and it's like yellow, you're just yellow. Cheers. Not an easy place to go. This is Paolo's Weird World of Football La Liga edition. If you're looking for a team to support in La Liga, go for Villarreal. Great kits. Yellow. yellow. Just yellow. Just yellow. So Love think it. of like the Australian cricket team, but they play soccer. And we don't hate them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, as United fans, we do. James, are we wrapping up the show? Is that our closing down music? Are we done for the day? No, we're not. Still no. got some more to go. We, we, we do. We've got... Um... <clears throat> We, we have a break now and then we have one more sort of 20 minute segment wow today. I still got to carry on for another 20 you see what I try to do there I try to December the whole show <laughs> I try to December the whole show try to not, back out early that's not how this works I'm not paying any attention my yeah. brain is out of office uh, it's right but it was a public holiday yesterday forget about it this is the PTB take sh- takeover of the MKT show 
There's still more coming up. We've still got some more. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be professional. I'm not. I'm not even wearing pants under this table. <laughs> <laughs>
destroys New Zealand. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> no, no, no. Who's utterly useless and like can go? Oh, be careful. Be careful Ooh. where you're going. Actually, let me... I'm, We've gotten through a whole year without being cancelled. Without an international incident, we... Yeah, we, that's why I can't think of anybody because everybody's got their place. We push it. Everyone's got their place. That's what makes the world nice. so rich. Nice come, nice, nice way to bring it back. Hey? Nice. You see, that's why even if his mother had found his prophylactics in his cupboard, <laughs> he'd he talk his way out of it. He'd sure. completely talk his way out of I it. I could be a politician. Not that I want to be, but... James is angry. Am I? James is angry about Fief Pro. I am. Yeah. I'm livid yeah, about Fief Pro. Are we getting? Are we getting all in our feels about uh, uh, player awards again? No, but listen to the people in the Fief Pro. Dev, the list came out for. Okay, what's what's Fief Pro? Ex- so explain now. Of, so what happens is that at the Fief Best Awards, they have a World Eleven. So okay, so what <laughs> just what did Messi just win now? He won Ballon d'Or. Totally different thing. They don't, they're not How moved. confusing is that? It's kind of like having the American Music Awards and the Grammys. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's like, what's the point of that? AMAs and the Grammys. So, he won the Ballon d'Or. Ballon d'Or. Because they split from FIFA, right? Right. Now they are their own awards. Because that's by French, France Football Magazine. Yes. Right. Yeah, now FIFA that. have their own the best awards. The best awards, yeah. Right. So And, and the- that's announced soon. January. January. It's Correct. January. And then now, there's FIFA Pro. So they take 23 players, they nominate them, and then from that they Who's get... Who's they? FIFA? Yeah, FIFA. Right. And from that they get a World Eleven, Right. So now, the nominees came out for FIFA Pro. So this is the 23? Yeah, the 23. Okay. So let's go through them. Okay, so in no particular order, because they've got a list of... I'm just going to read them based on how they... James, do you want to make like an appropriate sound after each player's name? So like, give me a sound for... a a player you think belongs there and give me a sound for a player that doesn't belong there. Uh, can I have some sound suggestions? So, I think like, if if it's a player that you think belongs there, go mm. and if a player that what? doesn't belong there, go mm. <laughs> this, is gonna, this is gonna be awesome. Would you want me to do it? You can do it, James. Paolo, you do the n- no, no way, that wouldn't make sense. You can, or, or James, you can give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down. But that doesn't work in audio. Yeah. That's why the sound yeah. works on everything. Right. So I think do it like this. We'll start with... The, the, so read a player and then we'll go concurrently. Okay, we'll take one each. Right? So I'll... I'll yeah, so, so those are the sounds. Mm. Okay. Oh, eh. oh wow. <laughs> Both of them... Neither of them sound negative or positive though. That's mm. the thing. Okay. So we've got to go like... Yay! <laughs> okay, I think that probably works better, but who doesn't want to hear <laughs> 11 times? <laughs> but that probably works better. So, James will start, I'll follow up, and we'll just go one and one, one and Okay, cool. What sounds did we agree on now? Well, we're going yeah and boo. Okay. Okay. Cool. Although I prefer mine. Okay, so number one, Trent Alexander Arnold. Yeah, boys. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I know I broke the rules, but I got excited. Oh, because he's a Scarza. Number two, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, Neymar. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's a medium one. We didn't anticipate for a medium, so that's indecisive. Okay, yeah. that's a good yeah. one. That's a good one. Number four, Eduardo Mendy. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, Romelu Lukaku. Yeah. 
<laughs> Number six, Kylian Mbappe. <laughs> you know we no, no ways. No ways. Follow no ways. I don't even know where we are anymore. We just finished the list. Okay, then there's Robert Lewandowski. Then there's Ngolo Kante, Jorginho, Erling Haaland, Lionel Messi, Jean-Luigi Donnarumma, Danny Alves. What? Yeah. Okay, okay, no, okay, fine. Ruben Diaz, <laughs> Leonardo Bonucci, Jordi Alba, um, Kevin De Bruyne, David Alaba, Frankie De Jong, Sergio Busquets, Sergio Busquets, um, Bruno Fernandes, uh, Alison Becker, and Karim Benzema. Do you see why I'm outraged now? No, you know... Um, no Mo Salah. Senzo, Senzo is doing his best to try to do like a professional piece here. Can you imagine the sounds that would have been coming out of us by the time we got to the end of it? <laughs> imagine it. <laughs> so I can understand James's outrage because there's no Jordan Henderson in there. No, no. Well... <laughs> <laughs> no Jordy. Um, yes. Okay, and no. Okay, so, so one of the biggest outrages is that Neymar is there. Danny Alves. But Mo Salah isn't. Neymar. Danny Alves. But Mo Salah. Is there any criteria on what they put these players for, or it's just vibes? It's just, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have I'm going to research it real quick. And, okay, yeah. and Salah's not in there. And <sighs> Salah also was quite low down on the Belanda or as well, voting. Mm. He, was, he was quite... Yeah. Quite a way down. You know, these types of awards, because that's also like a Premier League 11 versus a, a World 11, right? I think it's exactly down the middle. Yeah. But Pro- as probably well, exactly there are down too the many Barca players here. Yeah, way too many. Listen, da- Danny Alves, I mean. I- there are four Barca players. Four. Are you including Danny Alves in that? Yeah. Four Barca pl- players, only three of them wear shoes. <laughs> Danny Alves, you know what? He. In this calendar year, he broke the record for the most decorated player. And he did do good things while playing in Brazil. Yeah. Okay. And he did win the gold medal with Brazil. Yes. So I think, you know, taking away the Eurocentric approach, I don't think he's a bad call in there. It's obviously like a lifetime achievement kind of shout. Would you put Jorginho in there? Jorginho won the Champions League and the Euro. Euro. You know, I I don't get caught up in, um, in MKT's hate of Jorginho. And listen, he's very lucky today because I think we've not even approached how rubbish Chelsea are. And James didn't even make a little viral video where I got a few weeks ago. I said, I'm not getting my feels about Chelsea because I just feel they're a little off. Oh, I should have, huh? Yeah. yeah. Where I got it right. It's not often. What Neymar's doing on this list, I don't know. Neymar hasn't done anything. But you see, that's 100% vibe. So, Jorginho, listen, you don't, you're not a starter for Chelsea, European champions. You're not a starter for Italy, European champions, if you're not a good player. Right? And, mm. and I know he's not MKT's favorite player, but we've all got that guy on our team yeah. that we hate. Neymar, quite right. Why is Neymar in there and Salah not in? There's way too many goalkeepers. Like seven minutes. Right? There are three. Um, yeah. So, with the goalkeepers thing also, okay, so, as a Liverpool fan, yes, I do believe Alisson is a very good goalkeeper, right? But I feel like in the last calendar year, because he was injured, first of all, but also outside of that, in the last calendar year, there's been goalkeepers that have played a lot better than he has. Eduardo Mendy. No, but I mean, Eduardo Mendy, I, I'm saying there's been goalkeepers that aren't on the list, mm. that have played be- better than Alisson has, but he's on the list. James, yeah. what if I throw something at you, right? Um, can I, do, do I have a chance to catch it? Or Luckily, there's a glass 
screen between it's us. True. Right. It's true. If I want the the only sort of level I look for in there is go, okay, what did these players win? Right? Okay. What were they winning for their clubs and their international teams at all levels? Salah didn't win anything. Right? Mm. He, he didn't win anything for called? Liverpool oh, yeah, or Egypt in, in the past year. Let's take a, a, a club trophy. Okay. Do you not think that that should be some criteria? Did you pick up a trophy? Okay, I know Bruno Fernandes was also in there, didn't win anything. Half these players didn't win anything, though. Mbappe? Neymar? I don't think Haaland won Holland anything. Didn't win okay, Haaland didn't win. But, so, I mean, maybe that's a criteria. I mean, because Salah and Liverpool had a stinker of a season. But, but if we did it that way, wouldn't there be, like, let's use this past season, the, the one that's just finished as an example, okay. right? So, so Chelsea won the Champions League. Yes. Um, City won what? the Premier League. Yes. Yeah. And got Champions League final. And got Champions League final, right? So... Mm-hmm. If if you're taking it by trophies, whether it's domestic or uh, sort of European, mm-hmm. you're gonna have a list of literally just Chelsea City players. When there's when there has been other players that have well, been scoring goals well. like Erling Haaland, Mo Salah, and helping their team. There's not one player that plays for Atletico Madrid here. Okay, good point. So I mean, I think the thing is, you know, there's always comes this conversation about individual awards, right? So people go, well, it's a team sport. Why are you having individual awards? Then to maybe balance it out, you're going, well, did they win stuff for their teams and yeah. for their clubs? So if you did, then that sort of balances it out. Okay, you got your outliers like Haaland, and then there's no Atletico players. Is it just a big marketing circle jerk? Yes, of course it is. We all know it is. I mean, that's like, I'm pretty sure it's half of the reason why, like, Mbappe's on this list. Like you can't leave no, him. Mbappe, off. Did, Mbappe did score forty-one goals in a, in a season. Yeah, I know. He's he's good. He's very good. I'm just saying it doesn't help. It, it doesn't hurt that he's French and the poster boy for like everything at yeah. the moment. But Neymar, like, what's Neymar doing here? That's what I'm saying, bro. Hey, look at that. This is this is a teaching moment. Senzo and James can actually agree on something. It happened on my watch. Look at that, huh? I just want everyone to know it happened on my watch. Because, like... What a show we've had today. Damn. What a show, guys. World damn. peace. We achieved world peace. What's Frankie well. de Jong doing here? That's what I was wondering. The vibes. <laughs> vibes. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it, it, it is a mess. I, I hate these awards. Because it's so unimaginative. It's always the same players. Well, some I'm players surprised do. Modric... Is Modric on there? No. no. Okay, I'm surprised he's not. Sergio Busquets. He's there. No, yes. but that's. I'm also saying, what? Why? He had a great Euro. Jordi Alba. No, but Busquets had a fantastic. No, he did have a and great. And so, so did Jordi Alba. Okay. Busquets missed the beginning of the Euro because of COVID, and he came back and he looked like his old self. Yeah, Young he, team, he bo- led them. Yeah, Jordi bo- Alba's a weird one. Um, even Bruno Fernandes. I mean, no, Bruno Fernandes did well in the. I don't know. Yeah. I I just don't like these. I just don't like these. David things. Alaba. Yeah. Yeah. But. <sighs> Won the treble. Won the treble with with Bayern. Um, I don't know. I just I, I'm just one of the. You know what? It's one of those that if your favorite player is in it, it's great. Okay. If he's not, like James, thinks it's a lot of crap. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm even angry that there are Liverpool players in it. So <laughs> no, my it, my guy's there. So Ronaldo's there. So it's uh, the biggest thing. It means an unnecessary trip to Zurich, where they're going to host these awards. 
Probably there. Probably Zurich. It's an unnecessary trip, unnecessary event, no social distancing. There's another variant around. Football stopping so damned irresponsible. Yeah, but they won't cancel these awards. But they'll just happen to cancel the, the Ballon d'Or that uh, Lewandowski was supposed to win. Lovely. Wow. This car. Bitter. Bitter. We had birthday parties cancelled. People had 40ths cancelled. People had weddings cancelled. I care little for Robert Lewandowski. Grow up. Stop <laughs> whinging about it. He's such a little crybaby. He is. As he looks so, eh? Yes, he Oh, and he's making little comments on social media. It's not a good look on you. Mm. Just take it. Take your goals. You're on, he's, he's, he's on course to break Gerd Müller's... His, all time. All time. He broke, he broke last season's record. And before, before, I mean, what do they call the Bundesliga halfway champions? Guys, <laughs> oh, it's, it's crazy because yeah. they're going to be the, the, the winter win. He's going to break it before the end of the season. <laughs> before they're even like 20 games in. Sick, man. It's disgusting. <laughs> you want to talk about Farmers League? No, no, I hate the Farmers League comment. Listen, it's been a great show. Thanks for joining us. We know it is hard work this time of year. If you haven't done it, out of office, thank you for your email. I currently have zero Fs to give. <laughs> in January I may have some new Fs someone gave me over Christmas I may give you Fs then Fs are finished it is December it is 17th of that December it, it is, is the 17th, 17th day Saturday 17th Saturday 17th Saturday it is Festivus for the rest of us <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant this has been the PTP show thank you to my awesome team in the background I can't do this without those guys they're always in my ear shouting at me making sure there are no more testicular injuries you don't even want to want to know what's that about um, find us on all the socials we are the MKT show thank you for joining us it was a good show it was a great it was show. A good show guys right here Hey, what's happening? It is your hostess of the mostest, MKT here uh, from the infamous MKT show, live on Cliff Central Sport on YouTube. Catch myself and many other passionate sports fans, enthusiasts, uh, maniacs live on YouTube every day from 12 till 2 p.m. Central African time and from 3 to 5 live on the Cliff Central app, cliffcentral.com or wherever you may consume Cliff Central's content. In case you missed the live stream, the MKT Show is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, like, share, subscribe. Be a friend, tell a friend. If you're joining us for the very first time on YouTube, hit that button. The button is below. Get involved in the comment section. This is Mbulelo Kaele Tutinta, and I approve this message. Yes, you can. Cliffcentral.com